Yeah, man, it's it's wild to me. The the things that New Yorkers will tolerate is kind of insane to me. Cause they take this weird pride in it. I'm a New Yorker. Even people that wasn't like born and raised here will say that. I'm a New Yorker. And it's like, yeah, and they'll be they'll be living in like a um like a like a four by eight closet that's got rats and roaches in it. Oh, and it and it's only it's only thirty five hundred a month. And they'll be like, what? That's a deal. Trying to be doing no, it bullshit, isn't. Bullshit. <laughs> That's not a deal. That's a good news. Um, yeah, so, hey, starting off the pod, first of all, for the people that bought tickets to the Iowa show at the Rhythm City Casino this past week, um, I, I did not, they had to cancel the show at the last minute. And, um, I take most of the responsibility for that, but you have, but honestly, you have to blame Delta and the Atlanta airport, which may be the worst, uh, the worst run major airport in America. I've never had a positive experience at, at Atlanta airport. The best you can hope for is neutral, but you're never going to be like, you know what, this was great. No, not at no, it's awful. It's run. I, I bet you the person, I, I, you know, I bet you I'm not the only person. There's probably people in Atlanta trying to get that person fired off right now. The person that runs that airport, it's in, it's insane. But um, <clears throat> yeah, there, there was a thing Isn't it where the busiest airport in the world, Atlanta airport. I think so. Oh, perhaps. But I, but I think that's artificial. Mm. I think that's the slowest airport in the world. <laughs> and maybe and maybe that uh, maybe that leads to it seeming busy. I it, because you know what you know what I find is when, when first of all let me tell the story I, my my flight to, my flight to there was delayed not by much about 15 20 minutes and the plane has some kind of electrical issue but that left me barely enough time to make my connecting flight because Atlanta has that whole shuttle thing so you have to like get on the shuttle and catch the train to your gate and and that that kind of thing, and there was a delay there, and then I get off, and there's a <laughs> there's a bucket, there's a tube coming from the ceiling that's missing a tile, and and it's connected to like a funnel of some kind, and it's going down into a bucket, and the tube is clear, and it's all and it and, it, and they have some kind of clever name for it, like you know something collection system or something but it's just a bucket in the tube and the tube is all moldy and shit so like instead of repairing whatever the fuck is broken up there and because i've seen it almost every time that i've been there so instead of repairing whatever's wrong they just have this fucking moldy tube bucket thing dripping there that get that got knocked over so i had to walk all the way around and that made me miss the fucking connection and the next flight leaving out wasn't until three hours after the show starts. So, oh <clears throat> yeah, and then, so normally what would happen is Delta would pay for me to catch a flight on another airline. But the problem is, but 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 Delta says that uh, it wasn't a, a significant enough delay. So, it, to, so you know, to, in their minds, I should have still been able to make it to the flight. Whatever. So, so I go outside. I, just, I leave the airport because because I want to smoke, and my my manager is trying to book me another flight on American Airlines to make it anyway. And I'm outside, and 
finally they booked the flight. So I'm so now I'm trying to get back in. I got maybe an hour to get back into the airport to because you can't go you can't go in without a without a boarding pass. So since I walked outside, I gotta wait till them to book the flight for me to go back in. So I got about an hour to till the flight starts to board. Now I have TSA pre and clear. So if you're not familiar, TSA pre is when the government's like, this is a faster line. You ain't got to take off your shoes. You ain't got to take shit out your bag. You just walk through, put your shit, put all your, take everything out of your pockets, put everything in it, and, and, and it's supposed to be faster. Now, what clear does is clear walks you to the front of the line. So, so, so even if you don't have TSA pre, but you have clear, clear will walk you to the front of the regular line. If you, if you have TSA pre and clear, Clear will walk you to the front of the TSA pre-line. So at every other airport that I've ever been to that has both, because not everywhere has clear, I can get through security in about 10 minutes. Tops. Tops. Not at Atlanta. Because for whatever reason, at Atlanta, the the TS, the clear, the, so let me, let, me re, let me re-explain it. So normally, if you have TSA pre, you go in, you show your passport. It's a it's a more exclusive line. You you show your passport to the agent or your ID or whatever, and then they let you through to the faster security line. And normally, what happens if you have clear? They walk you up to that guy, and there and whoever's in that line, you go in front of them. You just show them your boarding pass, and you go in front of whoever waiting in that line, right? But at Atlanta, <laughs> at Atlanta, the clear people have their separate TSA line, right? And you go past that guy, and now you're in another line that's being funneled into the line from everyone that that has walked through regular TSA pre. So, so it's completely useless. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. So, it's it took me almost 45 minutes to get through with clear and TSA pre at Atlanta, and this is at like 4 p.m., 5 p.m., something like that. And these motherfuckers are it's it's almost like like. At every opportunity, they 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 downsize. So even though the, even though there were only like a hundred people in this line, they they knocked it down to one one lane and one line to save I don't know save money, save time, whatever the fuck. So at, a, at any other normal airport, like if I was at LAX or something, that hundred people would be through that line in like twenty minutes. Right, but at, but at Atlanta, they because because at LA there would be three machines scanning in three lines, but right. at but at Atlanta, whenever they get the opportunity, they knock it down to the least amount of lines as possible. So it just takes longer for no reason. Anyway, well, no, the uh, reason is they save fifteen cents an hour by letting somebody go. It, exactly, they cut them early. And finally, I get halfway through this line, and then my agent calls me and goes, "Actually, your American Airlines flight was also delayed." So you ain't gonna make it, you know. It was just that simple. So I end up I end up having to stay in Atlanta Airport until like nine p.m. to fly out, fly back to Texas. So I just all I did was get up early in the morning and fly to Atlanta and stay in the airport for seven and a half, eight hours and fly home. <clears throat> That's a fucking nightmare, dude. Yeah, and then I woke up and there was a bunch of me- you know I had a bunch of messages from people going, "We've got a babysitter, you son of a bitch," you know. And I'm just like, "Hey, man, I'm miserable too." You know, yeah. I, I guarantee right. I lost more money than you did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I right. even, I'm not even just talking about the money that I didn't make from not doing the show. I'm talking about I bought a plane ticket. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm not getting a refund or none of that shit. So, you know, this is like seven, $800. Plane ticket. Right. Yeah, because nobody flies to fucking Davenport, Iowa. So it's expensive. God, what a fucking nightmare, dude. It's, it's crazy to me how flight technology got so much better, like Moore's Law level better from like the 1950s to like the 1980s, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So flights were getting shorter, planes are going faster, they they, they were more efficient, they were adding uh, flight paths all over the country, all over the world. So so it went from being this like luxury that was kind of shitty in the 1950s to being available to like middle class people and being like way better of an experience than it ever was in the 50s. Oh yeah. And then after the 1980s, it takes longer to get from LA to New York than it did in 1985. Because yeah. the technology hasn't gotten better, but all of the shit around the technology the has gotten so much worse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like I would love if the movie theater industry would take over the airline industry. Because movie right. theaters have gotten more comfortable, more luxurious. I love going to the movies more than I did pr- before the pandemic. Every time I go to the movie theater now, I'm like, well, that's not true. I don't love everything about it. But but I, but I like to catch a matinee, you know, because I don't love people. I don't like the big crowds. Right, right. I like to catch a matinee, you know, where I turn around, it's 12 of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? We all in our separate little corners, you know? I like that. In a nice comfy seat. I ain't got to worry about, you know, no fucking kids behind me kicking the seat and all this shit. I love that. But you yeah. know what I love? I love when you when you go to a movie theater and you're the only person in there, but there's nothing more disappointing than, like, the lights go down. You're like, oh, I'm I'm getting to watch this movie by myself. And then, like, one motherfucker comes walking into the theater. Oh, And no. now you're on a date with this guy. Bro, that happened to us, bro. Me, me, me and my friends. So, <clears throat> I don't know if you know this, Rob, but I'm a big, huge fan of karate movies. Or, the, you know, that's the name of the genre. I know it's not always karate. It's uh, all martial disciplines or whatever. But I'm a big fan of, like, over-the-top fighting movies. Not not quite over-the-top. Not I'm not a crouching tiger, hidden dragon kind of guy. But anyway, my, one of my favorite uh, fighting movies of all time is uh, is The Raid Redemption. Mm-hmm. I watched, I've watched it 15 times. I got all my friends to watch it, blah, blah, blah. We were all huge fans. And we were all comics, too. This was years ago. And then we heard... Raid 2 was coming out, and we we got the matinee, and we going in. We the only five or six people in the theater. Maybe, no, maybe, no, I'll take it back. There were four of us, and then two people come walking in, like you said on the previews, up, and it's our friend and his girlfriend. Oh, all right. Oh, uh, yeah. So all of us are sitting in a row. Yeah, and we are just, because it's only us, you know, we acting a fool. Every time there's something violent happens, we cheer, we laugh, we just, you know, yucking it up. And uh, and the final the final death happens, the, the the credits are rolling, and we're all just like, yeah, you see how the motherfucker died? He lost his fucking head, his fingers flew over there. And, and we get up to turn around. And there's this little old couple sitting in the back looking terrified. Like, absolutely... Um, like horrified at how much we enjoy the violence, you know. But, well, but they I'm went like, to the movie too. Yeah, right. I'm like, y'all sitting back here too. But so, but maybe they didn't because we didn't notice them. So maybe they just walked mm-hmm. in at the end. Maybe they thought they were going into another movie. I don't know. I don't know what their situation was. 
Um, <sighs> but speaking of things I don't enjoy, Rob. Oh, okay. Um, this will be the last time I talk about Marvel Snap on this podcast because I have deleted the app from my fucking phone. Okay? Fuck that game. Because you've heard me say, if you've been listening to the podcast from the beginning, you heard me say time and time again, the true measure of a company or product is how they react when things go wrong. Right? Because it's, it's easy for when everything is going according to plan to seem like the best. But as soon as something happens that's unusual, Marvel Snap, because it's, it's wild, because I feel like Marvel Snap handled, whoever's handling that shit, I feel like they handled everything so well. And then, so here's the story. The way this game works is, um, <clears throat> you know, you build your decks and all this, and sometimes you're missing one card, you know, here and there. And once you reach a certain level in the thing, th- th- something pops up in your shop, and basically... Basically, they they pick a card that you don't have, and and it it pops up in your shop for you to buy it. But you can only buy it with collector tokens. Okay, so you can't mm-hmm. you can't literally like you can't. There's nothing you can purchase with real money to give you the currency where you can buy this card. Right. Okay. So yeah. so the only way to get collectors tokens is you have to grind it out. So every every three levels you level up. You open up a collector's chest, and there's a small percentage chance that there'll be 100 collector's tokens in there. So you know, most of the time there aren't. But so it theoretically it could take you. So so here, here's my point. So the card pops up in your shop. The card has a time limit on it. It's like nine hours or something like that. And after nine hours, it's going to change to a different card. But you can pin the card so it doesn't leave until you have the tokens to buy the card you want, right? Mm-hmm. So I had yeah. this card pinned for about two weeks, right? And like I said, theoretically, you could get the, enough collector's tokens in one day. That's almost mm-hmm. impossible, but it's possible. I mean, it's it's unlikely, highly unlikely, but it's possible. But realistically, it's going to take you a week, two weeks. You know, some people have done it in a few days, whatever, but I don't, I don't have time to play that much. Um, but I was 100 collector's tokens away. I was one thing away and I had this thing pinned for almost two weeks I wake up in the morning it's unpinned it's gone and there's some other card there right and uh, and and so and now here here we go so first thing I do like like we always do let the fucking bullshit begin yeah, first thing I do is as I google it I go is this some kind of glitch? Like, what happened? And, uh, and it is some people people on PC have found out that if you if you leave the game by pressing escape, it will unpin the cards you have in the shop. I don't play on PC, so that's not what happened to me. There must be some other glitch, right? Because I didn't unpin it, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't really find anything about it, so I try to contact customer service. And this is where the fucking problems go in because I hate this – is a, this is a modern trend in companies where they you try to – you click on help or contact customer service – and 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 it's a robot that's like chatting with you and yeah. and it only has a list of predetermined problems and if your problem isn't one of those problems that's it that's the end of the road you know and i'm and i'm and you know i'm going back and forth with this fucking robot and finally you know 
basically Marvel's answer was, yeah, yeah, a lot of people having that problem. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing we can really <laughs> do about it. Like, what you mean? There's nothing Shit's you going can around, do. man. I don't know what to tell you. You know what you can do? You can give me the fucking card that I, because yeah. that's the thing. It's like, listen, look, I've been playing the fuck up this game, and I've given them about $200 over the last three or four months. You know, if I do the math right, 20 bucks here, 15 bucks there, yeah, I've given them some money. And I'm just like, hey, you, and I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to grind out and all the grinding and all that because they also limit, because look, you can, the only things you can buy in this game is gold. And you can buy as much gold as you want. But if you, but the things you can buy with that gold, they limit that. Yep. So, you, you know, everything is, most of the stuff in the game is done with credits that you have to buy with gold. But you can only buy so many credits every 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So, so they don't, you can't just like spend a whole bunch of money and buy everything in the game. It just, it's just, it's not possible. Yeah. <clears throat> there's a few things that are behind, like you have to purchase. Like, I think you have to purchase the Miles Morales Spider Man card, for instance. I don't think you can just get that. I think you need to have, um, you need to pay the $10 or whatever to get whatever the, subscription is or whatever for no no so what it is is they they so they drop things in packs and you Mm -hmm. can you can buy a pack when it first comes out but it won't be available for you to just have the shit till the season's over oh i see okay yeah so so then then, then it gets thrown into the pool right right okay last month when it was spider-man you couldn't get that unless you paid the ten dollars now you can get that but you can't get like black panther or yeah like right right now it's rogue and storm okay uh, or and no, there's a Rogan Storm pack, but there was another pack that was like for the season. I forget what it is. The Silver Surfer. So, so they so so they cycle they cycle in the stuff that's uh, it's like exclusive to paying customers for like a month or whatever or whatever that you know whatever that right, week is, right, and then, right, it, right, and then right. it cycles into the general population. Exactly. Cards. But but they my point it. is my point is it was like they went out because I understand Marvel Snap has millions of subscribers, and they mm-hmm. can't they can't afford for every person with a problem to talk to a person. But I feel like after a significant amount of hoops, you should be able to talk to a person. You know, Yeah, like I think once- that that's a general problem with like corporate, especially corporate America, where it's, it's one thing if I got to go through the phone tree to get to a person. That's one thing. That's like a gatekeeping thing, and that's frustrating, but oh, whatever. Oh, I un- phone tree? <laughs> I would have loved to got a phone number. Or oh, that's what a, I'm saying. Even the email saying. address. Now, 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 now they now they just they're like you try to even find an email address and they send you to a contact page that doesn't work. You know right, what I mean? Right. They do that bullshit. Well, what they, what they did to me was they were like, I forget what the fuck it was, but the la- the thing that made me uninstall the game is I would talk. I'm chatting with this robot, and 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 it asked me for like. They asked me for like this long list of shit, like your name, your location, the version number, the game th- thing, the operating system. The like it, it wanted me to it wanted me to give it all this information that it already has. It was it and and, and I recognize that as as you them trying to get rid of you. They, like they want it's the same thing insurance companies do. They call it the paper wall. You know, it's the same thing the VA does, where it's like they make you do all this unnecessary paperwork to frustrate you into just le- leaving it alone. It's the same thing that, like, if you try to get a, if you're trying to get a new job, right, and you have to upload your CV or your resume, you have to upload a cover letter, or you talk about all the same shit that is on your CV right. or your resume, and then you also have to fill out 
a like hundred question questionnaire that is just all the same information it's all that you have on your cover letter yeah. and your fucking resume. It's bullshit. And we haven't changed in years. And and listen, you know, the, you, you know, a perfect example, uh, listen, because uh, Marvel Snap was great. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I used to call it perfect. But now I, I'm, I'm rescinding that. You know what's perfect? Path of Exile. <laughs> if you want, if you want, if you want, because and I don't understand. Path of Exile is wildly successful, but none of these companies will adopt this model. Path of Exile is free to play, but it's free to play in in a way that doesn't. It gets it exactly right. The only things you can purchase in this game are cosmetics, mm-hmm. and and like little quality of life shit. Like you can get like extra storage and you know. Other little perks that just make it a easier experience, but you don't, you can't buy anything that affects actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and all the profit goes back to the company that actually made the game. I think they're their own publisher and they're their own developer. You know, and the prices in the shops are all like reasonable. At least they were the last time I played it, which has been a while. But yeah, who knows? But the I've also given them a couple Path hundred. Path Two comes out next next year, I think. The what? The beta for Path of Exile Two oh. starts next year. Yeah, because they talk about they talk about having it on mobile too. Oh man, because that's what I thought Diablo Immortal was going to be. I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I thought it was going to be like Diablo that you can go back and forth. I guess you can do that, but God, it's just shameless. Diablo Four is coming out. They they just sent me an email to pre pre order that. <laughs> I will never pre order a goddamn thing from you motherfuckers. Speaking of Diablo Immortal, you saw that. Have you seen that? Um, the uh, DOJ is going after Microsoft and preventing them from uh, acquiring Activision. Yeah, I saw that. PlayStation made a because because they they did this in England too, and I don't know if they won that case or not, or maybe it's still going on. But so basically, y'all. I'm sorry, Mi- I said DOJ. I meant the FTC. Yeah, Microsoft is trying to purchase Blizzard Activision. Um, actually, I think they're just trying to, yeah, they're trying to purchase Blizzard Activision. Um, and in the EU, Sony filed a grievance. And in the United States, uh, I believe the FTC is also trying to stop this from happening. They call it a monopolistic and all of this. Um, I disagree. I mean, Microsoft isn't, they've definitely been guilty of some monopolistic shit in the past. But to say that they aren't allowed to buy a game studio because it would make those games not available on other consoles is a little hypocritical because every single console and uh, service has exclusive titles, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Like, God God of War is one of the greatest games of all time. You can't play that shit on the Xbox. Can you? The difference is... um God of War was never available on Xbox. God of War was never available on Xbox, but I think it's also... uh, So I haven't read the administrative complaint from the FTC, but um, I do know that there was a case against Nintendo um, back in the 80s because Nintendo tried to limit all of their games to only first-party games so that you you could only run games developed and published by Nintendo on an NES, for instance. And that mm. was deemed illegal because that's a form of vertical integration that's not allowed. Okay, um, right, right. By by um antitrust 
legislation in the U.S. So that's why you could have third-party developers create their own games and um, Nintendo couldn't put like a microchip in the NES that prevented third-party games from working, right? Right, right. And and they also have to, also all the game, all the uh, console manufacturers, I believe, have to make um, uh, development kits available to third-party publishers under certain terms or whatever. Okay. They can't just keep all that stuff internally. So maybe that has something to do with why the Microsoft, the acquisition of Activision by Microsoft is being... Um, being blocked, but I'm not. But I'm not sure. Yeah, but but I don't. I think that the argument that Sony's making is that it 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 takes away choice for the consumers. You know, and I'm and I'm just saying I think they're guilty of the same thing. They just they just can't afford to buy Blizzard. You know, it's like no one had a problem when Microsoft bought uh, Bungie. You know, and I'm and I don't, and I don't know off the top of my head what what developers. Well, I did too. Yeah, but I I I, I don't know what developers. Uh, uh, Sony owns, but they've certainly done it. Yeah, right? and they I mean they they've they've purchased um I mean both like, didn't they purchase all three of those companies, Montreal or something like that or all three of those companies didn't. fucking put Dreamcast out of business. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so it's I, I don't what I don't like here is I mean maybe maybe you know obviously Microsoft doesn't have good intentions. They're not doing this for consumer choice. But what I, what, you know, but here's the thing: Bungie Activision is so fucking disgusting. I think Microsoft would actually clean it up. So I kind of want it. Mm-hmm. But 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 I don't, I I don't buy Sony's um, trying to act like they the good guy out here trying to protect the consumer type shit. That's bullshit. You know, they're like, this is for consumer choice. It's like, no, it's so you can keep making money. Because here's 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 the truth. The truth of the matter is. Activision owns Blizzard Activision owns some of the biggest IPs in the world mainly Call of Duty and mm-hmm. Sony and yeah Sony is scared to miss out on that sweet sweet Call of Duty cash that's all it is if active if 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 Microsoft was trying to buy any other studio Sony wouldn't give a fuck they don't give a fuck about consumer choice it's just this is one of the this they make money off this consistently every year so you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm sort of I'm sort of scanning it real quick, uh, the complaint, and it seems like their their complaint is that it's based off this notion that there are four big AAA publishers, which is not accurate, um, and that Activision is one of them. They're saying uh, the FTC is saying that the big four are Activision, Electronic Arts, Take Two, and Ubisoft, but that's not accurate. There are other companies that are just as large as them like Tencent or Square Enix or whatever so I, I, I don't know when's the last really time one of them made a triple A game Square Enix makes triple A games mm. Tencent I mean we were just talking we also we were just talking about Path of Exile that's Tencent because they bought Grinding Gears or whatever that company is that oh yeah but it. I don't know if it's, but I don't know if I would consider Path of Exile a triple A game well sure okay but my, my point being though my point being though that that um that the the theory that they're operating under is that Activision is you know the one of the largest if not like the largest uh video game developers and that this would be improper vertical integration. I now I'm still against them purchasing Activision because 
I think we've seen what happens in other media when companies take out tons of debt to buy these other companies to like integrate them and you en- you do end up with less choice for consumers like it does end up shitty like you know you look at like oh, yeah. HBO uh HBO and Discovery combine and they have to take out a bunch of debt to do it so in order to save money they're taking off all of these TV shows from HBO Max right the whole right. the whole theory behind streaming was that you have everything at all time right right um, because you weren't limited by like, oh, there's only 24 hours in the day. There's only so many things that HBO can show. Like now you can have everything streaming. It's like, well, no, not if they don't want to pay the royalties yeah. to the show creators. That's why I'm a, I'm a proponent of physical media, everybody. Going yep. out there and get your DVDs, get your Blu-rays, get your goddamn Ultra HD Blu-rays. Like, because, uh, you know, I, I'm i over this. I'm over them t- like taking shit off the platform and canceling shit prematurely. It's like, I'm, I'm just going to... Most I you know I thought at first I thought I was just gonna get into it a little bit, mm-hmm. but now it's become a full on obsession. Now I've my 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 4K Blu-ray collection has it's out of control. It's out, it's it's at the point now where it's like now I have to now I have to buy another because at first the the shit I bought was just going on the shelves I had. Now I need now I have to go buy a a, a shelf that's just for that. Because it, it 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 it's getting unruly, and and it's because of that. It's because oh yeah, all my favorite shit is mine, and it's here. And it doesn't matter if the digital shit go out of business or melt down, as long as my house don't catch on fire. Right. Um. Yeah. Speaking of which, we had a weird situation in my house. We if, at first we thought an animal died somewhere, somewhere in the walls or something. Then I thought, because it doesn't smell like a dying animal. So then I thought, it smells like shit, like sewage. So then mm-hmm. I thought, and the smell was concentrated in one of the bedrooms. And so then I thought, oh, you know what? It's It might be like an, uh, you know, a dry pee trap or something like that. That Like, you know, if the pee trap doesn't have any water in it, it doesn't keep sewage gas from coming back into the house. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that didn't make any sense either. <clears throat> and then I look under my, my roommate's sink and there's a... There's a pipe that, like, it's not sealed properly. So I'm like, oh, you know what? That's sewage. It's sewage coming back in the house. So a plumber comes today, actually, and he goes, no, no, it's not a leak. It's y'all got a bunch of fucking rat shit under the house. It's probably a dead rat. Now, I don't know how smart that guy is. It's not a dead rat. So now my yeah. theory is I think there's just a rat colony living under our house. I think these relentless, because there was, like, a loose grate outside somewhere. Which I think they busted open somehow. These are fucking super strong Texas steroid rats. Rats are fucking smart, man. Yeah, and I think what happened is they live under our house and they shit under our house. And I think that they were slowly trying to break into the house. And I think they they ripped whatever caulking off this pipe that goes from my roommate's bathroom to outside. And and it wasn't enough for them to get in, but it was enough for the smell to come in. I fucking hate rats, dude. I hate oh rats yeah. So, much. so my, my my roommate hasn't he's he hasn't been staying at the house for like four days because of this shit. So now we gotta wait for an exterminator. I don't know what the fuck they gonna find under there. And I'm like, I don't need to take pictures of nothing, dog. Like I don't need to see that shit. I uh, when I was I I fucking hate rats so much. When I was living in New York, I had a girlfriend who stayed who lived in the Lower East Side. 
and she lived in just the absolute most the shittiest building right just dilapidated awful and they had rats in the walls and one time i was taking a shower over at her apartment and she had one of those stand-up showers where it's like you know the 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 clamshell type like you know it's 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 smooth plastic right but like you press on it and it kind of moves a little bit oh yeah and there was like a bump in the in the wall and I was like, oh, what the, like, I was like, oh, it must be water damage or something. And it fucking moved. Oh, nah. And I, like, touched it, and it, like, skittered. So the rats were behind the fucking wall of the shower and, like, pushing it out into the shower. I never took another fucking shower in that apartment again. Oh, man. Yeah, man, it's it's wild to me. The, the things that New Yorkers will tolerate is kind of insane to me. Because, because I think it's something. I think if you live there for too long, you forget that like it's better shit. You know, like like because yeah. they take this weird pride in it. I'm a New Yorker. Right. Even people that wasn't like born and raised here will say that I'm a New Yorker. And it's right. like yeah, and they'll be they'll be living in like a um like a like a four by eight closet that's got rats and roaches in it. Oh, and it, and it's only it's only thirty five hundred a month. And they'll be like, what? Yeah, That's exactly. a deal. No, it isn't. <laughs> That's <laughs> not a deal. I'd rather just not live there. I don't want to have to deal with that shit. Right. You know? And that's the thing. Everybody in New York got to deal with rats and roaches. Even the richest, wealthiest motherfuckers. The Trump Motel got rats and roaches. Yep. You know what I mean? And so it's like, so it, I don't get it. I don't get why. You know, it's the reason why all those rich people pay to live in those high rises. Yeah, but I mean, you you pick your poison, right? Like, uh, there's no, rats in. But what I'm saying is, look, in every other major city, it's poor people that live in high rises. Mm-hmm. In New York City, it's fucking rich people that like they just want to be as far as far off the ground as possible. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. It's also because New York is such a vertical city. It's like it's so weird to compare it to other. Places oh yeah, because it's too many people fucking people out. It's too many people. Yeah, I I I, I just mean listen. I, 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 look, if you if you are where you are in New York, it's fine. But getting the way you want to go, fuck that. Fuck the subway. Fuck the streets. Fuck walking. Not a clean sidewalk in the whole fucking place. Yeah, talk about smells. In the middle of summer in New York, when all the garbage is out on the street, there's just oh, piles yeah. of garbage everywhere. Uh, and the sun is beating down on it and just cooking whatever is inside oh, yeah. these big black bags. That was also very strange to me that because I I didn't know this because I've only been in New York once. I, you know I was there for a couple of weeks last year or when I filmed that uh the half hour for Netflix, and uh, and people just th- people just put their garbage bags on the street. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not in a can. They just put the bag on the street. And, you know, and at some point, I guess somebody comes and gets them. I ain't never see that happen. But it's just it's just bags of trash straight out on the street. That's their solution. Yeah. I don't know. That's why the real. That's why the bravest the New York's bravest are not the police. It's the people who pick up the garbage because <laughs> you have no fucking clue what's inside those bags. There's shit that explodes. There's shit that'll give you diseases. There's fucking acid. There's like oh, yeah. all kinds of crazy you know, crap in there. I remember when I when I was there, 
I didn't see any rats. And I was walking down the street with this girl. And um, and she kept being like, did you see that? I'm like, no. She's like, you ain't see that? No. She's like, okay, there's another one. I'm like, I didn't see nothing. You know what I mean? And then, and then one jumped out and scared her, and she grabbed me. Ah! And then from that point forward, I saw them every fucking where. It was like she gave me the rat shining or something because I was I was I was <laughs> like and, and I just couldn't unsee them and and that and that's because it was you know how every time you visit a new city it, for the first couple of days you're like I can fucking live here this yeah. is fucking nice yeah and I, that that was the moment I realized like I could never live here I don't know yeah. I mean I, maybe I could because because it, it, it is it's all it has a charm it's awesome in a way but uh but 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 the pro, for what you pan I don't know. I don't yeah, know, man. man. It's expensive. That's what they say. Like uh, to live in New York, you either got to be young and poor or old and rich, right? That's the two ways to live there. Because if you're just, if you're like, I was there when I was in my early twenties, and like that was fucking fun. Because who gives a shit if like your apartment is is, oh, a, right. is a pigsty and and everything? Like you you don't spend much time there anyway. You mostly like go out and party and right. stuff. Or you live on and the then, fourth, you live on the fourth floor, and there's no elevator. Yeah, and it's hot as shit in the summer. It's like uh, it, you don't care, right? right? Now that I'm in my 30s, I'm like I'm almost 40. Like I, I don't want to fucking live in New York right now. Now if I'm if I'm if I'm in my 60s and I got some bank, and I can like live nice, then I might move back to New York because it's everything is there. Yeah, if I'm rich. Yeah, if you're rich, everything is there, and it's a it's a fucking awesome place. But here's the truth so, for me. I guess the the twist is that. If you're young, any place is fucking awesome. And if you're rich, any place is awesome. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Although, you know, no, I, t- I take that back, though. To be young and be in, like, you know, Boise, Idaho or whatever, nothing wrong with Boise. Like, it's a it's a fine town, but, like, I would be bored out of my mind no, it isn't, if Rob. I was, like, 22. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Boise, Idaho is a garbage place. Come on. Okay, well, there you go. I'm, 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 I'm kidding. I, I've never been. Wait a minute. Have I been there? Man, it's all starting to blur now. I've I've only I've only been there once, and it was it was fine. Uh, I can totally see how somebody could live there, but it felt like there was like five hundred people who lived in that entire city. Oh, see, I, you, know? you know, that's all so I felt. It's like, when I, I would just be bored. I was just in um, um, last city I was in was in North Carolina. What was it? Um, Raleigh. No, oh uh, yeah, Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina, and or maybe it was Durham. No, it was Raleigh. And and I remember after the show, downtown Raleigh, it was a Saturday night, downtown Raleigh, and it was hardly no people out there. Yeah, dude. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is, I guess, you know what's wild is like whenever I'm in, whenever I'm downtown in a big city and it's all crowded and shit, Raleigh is, w- is what I think I wanted. But after mm-hmm. after experiencing it and having the downtown be kind of, you know, it, I wouldn't say it was dead, but it was definitely like it wasn't a lot of people. You know, and and I don't know if I like that. I, I, Same thing I, happened when we were we were just in Seattle and Vancouver uh, last week, and um, Seattle we got in late because our flight was delayed, of course, uh, and we got in late and we're driving through Seattle in the rental car, and we're like, it's midnight and it's dead. Like there's nobody out. Yeah. Well, Seattle's a sad place. Um, I mean, actually, I'm actually going to be in Seattle. <laughs> hey. In 
February 21st. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to be in Seattle on goddamn 24th and 25th. All right. Get your motherfucking tickets at laughs. Not on your website yet, bro. It's not on my website yet, but it will be. Why the fuck isn't it on the website yet? I demand... I'm gonna find Demand out. satisfaction. Yeah, I'm gonna find out what's going on now. Yeah, but I um um oh Rob, wait a minute. You you told me about <sighs> didn't you have a news story? I did. Uh, you want to talk about the AI, the deceased people being brought back as AIs? Yeah, let's talk about that. So this is from the Washington Post. AI's new frontier: connecting grieving loved ones with the deceased. Scientists are using tech platforms and virtual reality to create avatars, chatbots, and more to help people still mourning. Why don't we didn't talk about this? Uh-uh. I mean, we might have mentioned something about this in the past because there's a Black Mirror episode explicitly about this where they make like a robot based oh, yeah, yeah. off of a guy that dies. <clears throat> um, but this one is, uh, one of the things they show is there's a documentary called Meeting You. Um, where the producers created a, created a digitized recreation of a child who died uh, so that the mother could see her through a virtual reality headset. And so the woman is like wearing the headset and this little girl like this like avatar of a little girl that's meant to look like her child like runs out from behind a pile of firewood or something and it's like hello mommy and then this woman just loses it of course and is like trying to interact with her no. um, and it's kind of heartbreaking no. to see no I don't want that Mm-mm. yeah I don't like this shit I don't, look look and this, this is one of those things where <clears throat> You know, I don't I don't want to be the type of person that's like I'm so against this that I'm also against it for other people. Sure. Um because it's not harming anyone that doesn't understand what's going on going in. You know what I mean? Like this mother knows it ain't her real daughter. Now it's it's going to fuck her up, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's aware of that as well. It's gonna fuck with you. It's gonna fuck you up psychologically. Because I mean, because because you know, is this little girl gonna age? You know, are they going to? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Can I can I highlight what, uh, one distinction? I think helps uh, me kind of shape my opinions on it. It's like I think I think that if somebody has an issue with the grief process for whatever reason. Like maybe it's their own mental health issues or maybe, you know, they had a child who died by suicide or something like that. So it's very traumatic. It's not just like a normal, like, you know, your parents get old and die or something like that, something that's more traumatic. I can understand um, using something like this as a method of like cognitive behavioral therapy or something like that to reduce symptoms of PTSD or something like that. Right, right. That right. makes sense to me. I think what I don't like is the notion that this would be like, 
what everybody does or that you would have a continuing relationship with these like chatbots or AIs or digital okay. avatars. So that seems you, unhealthy to me. So when you say you're against because this is what I'm getting at. Do you mean do you mean that if you ran this company that's how you would run it or do you mean you think it should be illegal? I don't think it should be illegal. I think I I just I just I would worry about it becoming the addiction. norm, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and leading to sort of unhealthy, an unhealthy relationship with death from like our society. Oh, you know, well, I think we are speed. We are going full speed towards unhealthy relationships with everything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Death. That's true. Sex, food, drugs. Because let me tell you something, Rob. This is something I know for sure. You can't stop people from doing any of those things. Right. Right? And grief is a drug, can be a drug, you know, in a way. It can be, you can be addicted to those behaviors. You know, it's like, for any, sure. any, every situation I've ever been been in is like, people for sure, they're going to find a way to fuck and they're going to find a way to, to get high. Yeah. It's in human, it's your, it's human nature. It's human nature to want to alter your mind state. Right. And I think this is one of those things. It's human nature to want what you can't have, you know? And it's gonna get out of control, but but I, but at the same time, it's like I don't think that that in and of itself should make it illegal. But it's it's gonna definitely cause irreparable harm to to society, especially this new generation of people that that really have no social skills. Right. That you know what I mean. That's really the problem with social with social media is that the kids now don't have no social skills. That all the the vast majority of their interaction with other people is virtual. Right. And so that's why, you know, if if you gather them all in a group, they don't know how to act. You know, and they all, because here's the other thing, too. I think, I think they don't have the ability to separate the two. Because every every time they're in a, every time they're gathered together in real life, they're they're thinking about how their real life activities are going to look on social media. They're yeah. constantly th- they're constantly behaving as though they're on camera, you know, like they're being right. followed by the paparazzi, you know, like regular people. And this is, the, you know, uh, just just wait, wait till they get one of these celebrities that'll the, these shills that'll do anything, to, you know. They, they, they wait till they get a, a you know one of the damn Kardashians or somebody to be like, I'm talking to I'm grieving Kanye right now. This is back when he took his pills or whatever you know like i just i just don't know how how do we we keep coming back to the same issue which is how do you protect human beings from themselves you can't right and you can't the the answer is you can't you know you can tell people you know hey you shouldn't eat that that's that's unhealthy for you like that's bad for you and they go yeah but uh it fucking tastes good right yeah and then and so then you have an obesity epidemic from it right or you can say Hey, uh, you should limit how much time you spend on social media because it kind of fucks with your brain. Or you shouldn't watch so much porn because it kind of fucks with your brain. Or, you know, whatever. And people are like, yeah, but I like porn. But yeah, I like social media. And again, like, I don't think we should make those things illegal because number one, I don't think it would work. Uh, I don't, uh, like, it, it just becomes part of a black market at best. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine you know? making porn illegal? <laughs> Be insane. I mean, it has been illegal. 
in the past, but I, people still made porn. I'm surprised that these conservative politicians aren't going for that. I wonder why. Mm. I wonder why the morality police don't want porn illegal. Because they would lose every election if that was one. Of, <laughs> if that was yeah. their major plan. Yeah, everybody watches porn. But yeah, I just, I just don't. Uh, it always comes back to we create these technologies and they have a germ of like a good application, right? They do something. They start out doing something for humanity that we want, right? But mm-hmm. then they become they proliferate to such a degree that they alter the human experience at a fundamental level in a way that is harmful to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, you take you take you take factory farming and it's like it makes food very affordable for people, which is great because we don't really have to at least in certain countries, we don't have to worry about getting enough calories to feed ourselves and feed our families. But then now we have a food supply chain that's making us sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I and may, you know what? Maybe maybe that is the you, you know, hold on, let me say this again. That goes to my theory about the answer to the Fermi paradox. Right? And I think mm-hmm. it's the Fermi paradox is basically guys is you know, I I feel, I feel like the people that watch this podcast already know, but um if you're new here, the Fermi paradox is basically um the question of you know why we don't why we don't see any evidence of intelligent extraterrestrial life you know because the you know because given we, the size of the universe yeah given given yeah given the size of the universe the elements that we know needed to make up life the mathematical likelihood that life has occurred again somewhere else um the mathematical likelihood that if life occurs as quickly as it did as it appears to have here on earth that it should have happened before now like we we shouldn't be the first all those things being likely but there's no evidence of any of it right and so the question is like why why would that be like statistically speaking it should be an absolute certainty that there is alien life it's intelligent alien life but if that were true, then we should see some evidence of that. But we don't. So it's one of those things. And so, and there, and there are a lot of answers to this. But my favorite answer is that I think there is a there is a point that every intelligent species reaches where they destroy themselves. Because you know, intelligence. You know, I think maybe I've said this uh, <clears throat> this theory on the pod before, but I think that we at, we are intelligent in such a way that we advance technologically way faster than we advance emotionally. And every time we make a giant leap forward technologically, our power for being productive and doing good and making life better for people increases, but also does our power for, for destruction, you know? Right. And we go, we go, you know, gunpowder, electricity, uh, nuclear power. And now we're moving into fission pretty soon. At least they keep been saying that for 30 years, but, but all those things offer 
positive things and potential destruction of everything. <laughs> you know? Right. And and so I, I think whatever that next leap is that gives us more power also gives us a bigger ability to destroy ourselves. And I think every intelligent every every intelligent species, you know, there's a point where like Sure, we survived the first one, survived the second one, survived. But are we gonna survive every single one? Because each time it it it, it you know it's hanging on a lynch. Here's a perfect example: nuclear power was the last big leap, and obviously it gives us a lot of clean energy and all of that. But obviously we have nuclear bombs, and there are several. There's there's two stories actually, not several. Um, one of an American and one of a Russian. Uh, and both people basically saved the world. Both, pe- mm-hmm. both people had received information telling them that the that the enemy was attacking and they should launch their nukes. And both people were like, absolutely not. Vasily Arkhipov is the uh, Russian guy. I'm not familiar with the American guy, though. Yeah, there was an American guy, and I shouldn't even have said it because I don't know his name. <clears throat> but the point is, just think about that. You know, during that Cold War, you know, it, if, if it had been a different person on that nuclear sub, it would have been a wrap. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what happens when we, what happens when we get to the point? Because that that, you know, a nuke can damage some land. It probably it probably wipe out like most of life on Earth. But there was something would survive. But what happens when we get to the point where we could like for sure destroy a planet? You know, or for right. sure, black out a sun, or something like that. It's like all it takes is one one wrong person I mean, in the wrong we're place. We're already we're already at the point to where we could. It wouldn't vaporize the planet's population, but it would render the planet uninhabitable over the course of like you know, as far as like general you know having future generations oh, yeah. of people because we would and basically we, block out the sun with a bunch of dust, right? Right. And once right. you do that. That's a wrap because then you, you don't have any plants, you don't have any animals, you don't have anything. So, yeah, you end I up mean, with a situation like the road at best. But also, you know, also I think humanity we like to die slow, though. You know, we like oh, to yeah. do the stuff that we like to do the stuff nobody has to feel guilty about because it takes a long time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Climate so, collapse. So yeah. we're losing so all the topsoil. One one of the um, so what your answer, your preferred answer is the, to the Fermi paradox is the self annihilation, yeah, the idea like like you know you just roll the dice so many times, eventually you're you're just gonna blow yourselves up. Snake or, eyes. Yep. Yeah, I prefer the dark the dark forest hypothesis. Are you familiar with that? No, no, hit me. So uh, it's from the three body problem uh, by Xichen Liu, who's the Chinese science fiction author. Right. And the Dark Forest. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is this going to spoil that book for me? No. Because it's, it's sitting in my key. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, I, I mean, it's just the premise of the second book. Um, and, and, and also, the Dark Forest hypothesis has worked its way out from that book to being a legitimate scientific and f- philosophical hypothesis, which basically the short version of it is. Uh, you presume that uh, there are actually many, many, many alien civilizations that are highly advanced throughout the universe, okay. but they are primarily silent and paranoid because for them to get to that level of development, they would 
uh, view any other intelligent life as an inevitable threat. So, even though they have, uh, so so, it would behoove any awakening civilization to hide its own presence so that it does not attract the attention of a more advanced civilization that would see it as a threat and then destroy them. Oh yeah, so I've yeah, I've heard this before. I just didn't hear it called that. Yeah, dark dark forest hypothesis. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which some, meanwhile, it, we're fucking idiots because we're just shooting radar and uh, radio waves out into out into space with like pictures of naked humans. Yeah, we're screwed. <laughs> we're we're done. We've just been alerting the rest of the the rest of the universe to our presence for at this point decades and decades. Yeah, but um but I don't think any of our radio waves have traveled far enough to even touch another star. Right? We've only been broadcasting radio waves for like maybe 70 years or something. Yeah, uh is, isn't that is, called the radiosphere or something like yeah, that? Is, what, is anything what's 70 light years away? Andromeda's the closest galaxy. How how close is that? Let's see. Closest Proxima Centauri is how far is that in? Well, how far is that in? Fucking oh yeah, Proxima, Proxima Centauri is the f- closest star, right? Andromeda is yeah. the closest galaxy. Eleven astronomical units. Oh no, that's the closest of two stars to ever come close to each other. Wow, that's pretty fucking close. Yeah. So the first oh, radio uh, signal uh, went Alpha up. Centauri A and Alpha Centauri B, um, which form the binary pair, they are about 4.4 light years from Earth. That's pretty close. It's pretty close. And we the first radio signal went out in 1920. Okay. So it's 2022. So for about 100, 100. So anything within 102 light years has heard that, which I'm. it's probably yeah. just some, and I don't even know what it was. Probably some, actually I should probably just find out. It's probably something racist. Let me see. Probably porn. It's either racist or porn. <laughs> um, Every time. Another call sign, KDKA Pittsburgh, Westinghouse Electric and Manufacturing Company, transmitted the first scheduled broadcast November 2nd, 1920. KDKA, KDKA's Leo Rosenberg announced live returns of the presidential election between Warren G. Harding and James Cox Westinghouse obtained the first U.S. commercial broadcasting station license just one month prior. Okay, so it was presidential, U.S. presidential election results. So the, the radio waves that extend from the Earth, they do get attenuated as they go out, right? So by the time it gets to 100 like and re- something... Like redshifted? Yeah, doesn't it redshift or something? Doesn't it become attenuated by traveling through space? I could be totally wrong about that, or I might be confusing it with something else. Um, Man, I don't know the physics of it, uh, uh, you know... I think every I think everything gets shifted. You know, red, I think everything gets red shifted the longer. Like the, you mean when you say attenuated, you mean cut off? No, I mean no. like literally stretched, like stretched out. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. like red, like, that, like red like red shifted light. Yeah, yeah, I think that definitely happens. Um, but but I think it's relative too, right? I think if it's oh something- oh is it is it because the universe is still expanding so that it, it's all it is almost like a Doppler shift. With light, because the right, two points would be moving away from one another. Right, it's exactly that. Yeah, but okay. if we're moving towards a thing, I think it gets blue shifted. Yeah. So you know, either way, this it's is not going to be. This is above my my pay grade. 
I don't think it's something that that some I don't think another species would be able to like understand it right off the bat. Right, 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 right. You know, I don't think I don't think they would hear the results, but I think they would definitely know that it was a man-made signal um based on the frequency. You know. Like there there's certain things that aren't naturally occurring. I don't I don't think they would they would know that it was artificial, is what I'm saying. Hopefully. Oh man, I'm I'm reading a, a thing about this. This is a hotly debated thing about actually what happens to radio waves because in space because it comes down to on a quantum level what they actually are because obviously they're not really radio waves are not really waves. That's just the way that we think of them. Oh man, this is going to require uh, some, uh, some yeah, research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. Let's 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 not get in the weeds because neither one of us. Nope. It's not, it's not either of our. Our expertise. It would- <laughs> now, I do want to talk about. You sent me a link to the voluntary human extinction movement, which these oh, people yeah. are trying to end it intentionally. Yeah, I didn't, and and I don't even remember sending that to you. I think you just sent me like a screen cap or something. But um, I, I went on. Uh, I did. I went into a Wikipedia hole about the people behind it. Is that in? And, is that is that in the Trello? No. Um. It's just if oh. you do. Voluntary Human Extinction Movement, V-H-E-M-T. And I just went, I just started with the Wikipedia uh, article and uh, went down the, you know, the blue links on that. But it's part of a broader anti-natalist movement. Yeah, it's people that, it's people that like refuse to reproduce. Right. Right. They're like, so basically the, the, the voluntary, uh, the voluntary human extinction extinction movement it's people that re- that are refusing to have children um because they think that humanity should go away yeah and and listen i guess at, at times i can be just as cynical as the next motherfucker I, maybe humanity's i think humanity's definitely done for but to me this is one of those things like recycling where it's like you're you're putting on a handful of people what is actually you know and the big problem is actually just way bigger than that like you ain't gonna be able to make a dent you're not gonna stop people from fucking listen listen to what i'm telling you the earth could be we could so say that say that russian uh admiral had launched that nuke and 90 percent of the earth was uninhabitable and people were just on a you know, Fallout Three, fucking New Vegas patch of barren wasteland, just irradiated mess. It, 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 having a baby could kill you. Your baby might come out just made of acid and burn the body. You know, people still gonna fuck. Yep. You ain't gonna convince. I mean, because think about what you're. Well, think about what these people are saying. They're saying that they've decided that humanity should stop reproducing and having children and their mission is to convince other people of the same. And I can't think of anything harder to conv- to change a person's mind than, than, than to try to get them to stop fucking. Stop having sex raw. Everybody. That's not going to happen. And, 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 I, and I do understand that I am, I'm, I'm nudging I'm nudging their point a little bit because they don't want people to stop fucking. They want people to stop having babies, which isn't the same thing. 
Yeah, the guy the guy that founded the the movement, he got a vasectomy at 25. So he's still fucking. He's just not nah, he's just babies. shooting blanks. I get it. I get it. I get it. But even then, even then, I think I think it's gonna be real tough for you to for you to get people to, especially women. How many women? What is the what is the? Do we have the numbers on the the sexual makeup or the sex the sex makeup of this organization? I bet you it's probably like it's less than five percent women. That sounds about right to me. It, I have no. I can neither confirm nor deny that with actual data, but. I doubt that yeah. this. Is, first of all, this is a fringe group anyway. It's uh, a fringe but, group, and listen, it's easy to convince a man. It's, it's, easy, it's easy to convince a man in his twenties or below that he don't want kids because every yeah. man says that, every man feels that. But it's impossible to convince a woman that's over thirty-five that want kids that she don't want them. You know what I'm saying? The, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I feel like late twenties that shit start kicking in. And don't get me wrong, there's plenty of women out there that don't want babies. Sure. You you know what I'm saying, but I'm but but what I'm saying is, you know, by the time they old enough to have a like by the, by the time they hit thirty years old, their minds made up, and the overwhelming majority of them want that baby. They want that motherfucking baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you ain't gonna convince them to get their tubes tied to save human, to, so humanity can die off. You know, I'm sorry, man. I feel like this is a complete waste of time. It's a nice club to belong to. You know, maybe it's a nice social circle to be a part of. Maybe everybody in the in the club is fucking. You know, mm-hmm. I, I suppose it, it would be nice, it, nice have a nice little social mixer. You know, you walk into a group and you know nobody in there want babies. You yep. know what I'm saying? And so you know is you know you know it's raw and uncut. You know, I just don't ever see this movement getting big enough to actually uh, affect birth rates. No, no, absolutely. Well, that, them is you know, Rob. You know, you just took what I tried, what I took five minutes to say, and just summed it up in one. <laughs> yeah, this group isn't going to be effective. That's all. That's all I'm saying. What What do you think about the philosophical antinatalists? Because you're you're talking mostly about the environmentally uh, based antinatalists, the people well, who believe, look, you know, humanity is a destructive force, and therefore there should be fewer of us. Which I'm not a big fan of the overpopulation hypothesis, but I understand where it comes from and I can understand why somebody would be convinced by it. Um, but what about the philosophical side of it where some people are antinatalists because they believe uh, it's it's just immoral to have babies because um, life is full of a lot of uh, negative aspects and nobody consents to be born. And you know what? You're absolutely right. But then, and those people are called men. Women, <laughs> though, are going to have a baby. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. I, because, because listen, I can, I can intellectually know that something is wrong mm-hmm. or philosophically agree with the thing, but practically disagree. You know what I mean, or, or or even emotionally disagree, right? So it's like, look, yeah, all that shit makes sense. It's a wrap. And if your priority is Earth and all the other animals and all of the ecosystems on Earth, and you think in in, in humanity is a is a virus to the planet, and you're not wrong, right? But I'm not about to blow my brains out to help out. You know what I mean? Right, it's the same. Right, right. It's it's my same argument for veganism. It's like. Look, it, to, to, to sit down and have a, a debate with, with 
an educated vegan, they're right. Yeah. There's no moral reason. <laughs> it you know it's it, it, there's no more moral reason to eat sentient creatures. You know. Um. But but they're tasty. And 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 I, I know that I'm never gonna stop. Like I, I like you know what I'm saying. Like I know maybe ne- maybe never is not not a good reason. But I'm but I'm just like because because whenever I hear a vegan in a in a in a anti-vegan debate, you know the anti the 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 meat eater people. Their argument is always just like you know it's tasty and uh it's and it's protein. You can't get that shit from other places, and then, and then the vegans like actually you can get that same protein from here, 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 and here. Yeah. So basically, like the meat eater person, their argument basically just has to boil down to it tastes good, and I'm used to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but right. they always get they always get out argued. But well, I mean, I, I remember because I so I don't eat pork and I don't eat chicken, right? For you don't eat pork or chicken. Oh, you don't. don't okay, you don't eat chicken because of factory farming. Yes. Okay. All right. And same thing with pigs, although it's like different. It's the issues with the factory farming are different for both of them because they're different animals. Okay. Um, and I've gone through periods where like I don't eat any meat. Um, and the reality is that whenever I like fall back off the wagon and start eating meat again, it's like it's just because it's fucking hard. It has it's it's not because the philosophy of it changed at all. It's not because. Right. It's not because they started treating animals better or anything like that. It's like there's just a line. Everybody's got their line, right, of what sort of suffering they're willing to support in order to enjoy their own life. Um, and people are going to draw that line in different places. I, but I remember I had a conversation with somebody who was a meat eater, and they, they found out that I, was, uh, I wasn't eating pork anymore. And I was like uh, – yeah, I just, you know, I saw this video, I saw this documentary about um, how they slaughter pigs in factory farming. And their response was like, yep, that's why I don't watch those movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't, I can't argue with that, honestly. <laughs> like, that's, like, That's all I'm saying. I'm like, uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a difficult thing. Yeah, the, like I said, they're probably correct, but it doesn't matter. Right. Wow, that's so fucked up, but... Because well, the thing you want to do a, you want to do one uh, you want to do one uh, viewer email? mail and then get the fuck out of here. Yeah, let's do one email. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so oh wait a minute, it's the wrong wrong email. Um, um, we got one from uh uh from Ryan. That's a pretty cool question. Well, let me see it. Okay, Ryan. Does he want us to say his name? Okay, let's just say Ryan. I think we just hey, said hi, Ryan. He just hi Brian. Love the podcast. I found the conversation you had with Rob about class interesting as I have had this discussion before. In your opinion, do you think you can ever move out of the class you were born into? For example, if you started working class and made your money. Man, you need to you need some motherfucking you didn't start working class because you missing some commas it's like a motherfucker. Okay, okay. <clears throat> For example, if you started working class and made your money, would that make you upper class? Okay, um, Personally, I think it is impossible to do so, and it. And even if you started poor and became a millionaire, your class would still be the same. But it would be your children that were upper class, as it is something you're born into. Would love to hear both your thoughts. Also, when is the next special coming? <sighs> um, well, you said a lot there, but 
I, I think you're trying to make a distinction between, because class is class. It's, you know, I think I think you're trying to make the distinction between like who you are, who you are at your core, versus who you've become or whatever. But yeah, well, there, but there, but there's, you know, there's no way you're a. Uh, because you know we 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 conflate a lot of terms. Like we we don't have enough words for stuff here. Because that you know there are people that are rich that are classless. But when we talk about class in this context, it's like yeah, if you if you have a billion dollars, you yeah, you're upper class. You 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 don't get the you can't be like well I'm a poor person because I was born poor and I have a billion dollars. Even though I don't know anybody that's done that. So see, that's the thing. <clears throat> so to answer your first question, no, I don't think you can. I don't think you can literally move, but, but I mean, sure, it's possible for you to move up in class, but but not really because you have to go into debt to do that. That that's the only way for you to really move up in class is you have to owe someone money. You know, like the richest people in the world are the people that are rich and don't owe nobody. Mm-hmm. They're the people that everybody borrows money from. You know what I mean? They don't borrow money from nobody. The very, very super, super, super duper elite rich people that we don't even know their names for real. Those people, yeah, they're that's the upper, 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 upper class. You know, everyone else is just in debt, pretending to be a couple classes above where they really are. That's true. I think I think um, Ryan's bringing up a couple of different issues here that are really interesting. One is, I think you can separate out socioeconomic status. Like sometimes when we say class, we mean like socioeconomic status, right? We mean how much money you have in the bank, how much debt do you have? I think though that there is also a very significant component of cultural class that people have where even if they, maybe they got money, but they grew up poor and they still think about things like a poor person. That's somebody whose cultural class membership their experience of the world, the way that the, their values have not changed with their increase in socioeconomic status. Yeah, right? you're right. It's, that there's happens. Cla- there's class traders. There's class traders. Here. Yeah, and, and that's kind of something that I'm that I'm. I'm I guess I'm, I'm not currently struggling with it, but mm-hmm. I foresee. I worry about it all the time because I, I can slowly feel myself. You know, as I get more and more successful, because I've never been stable my whole life mm-hmm. financially and, and, until now. But I'm not rich. Right. But I'm definitely on my way to being rich. Right. And but so much of my identity is like, fuck the rich. You know, like so much of my identity, so much of who I am is is the struggle. And and I and I find every day. that feels less and less real. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like as I move, it's like it's like how do you move into a mansion and then and then go do a podcast saying fuck rich people. You know, and I know wrong, I'm not living in a mansion by no means and I'm I'm probably a decade away from that. But it's coming if I if everything keeps going how it's going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so it's like the more I'm successful at complaining about the rich, the more I become the rich. So then I either keep complaining like it's an act or I start talking like a rich person. Ugh. 
Well, I don't know. I don't know though. I don't, I think that might be that might be overly harsh. You know, there there are some of the most interesting figures in history are the abolitionist slave owners. Oh, the people that owned slaves but were also against slavery. Yeah, and and the reason why is because they're like, look, I'm a farmer, I own a bunch of property, I wish that there, I wish that I could compete against other farmers without using slaves, but as long as slavery is legal, my competitors are going to be using slaves, so I have to use slaves too. So I hope eventually in my lifetime that slavery becomes illegal so that I won't be undercut on price and I can actually just run a farm with paid labor. Mm. Right? Those Who people the fuck exist. are these people? Name one. Oh, man. Don't do that to me. Because uh, I've never heard I've never heard that before. Hold on. Here. Let me see here. Abolitionist. Slave owner. John Jay. Okay. John Jay. James Burney I've heard of, although I believe James Burney let his slaves go. Benjamin but yeah, but I mean there were there were there were members of these abolitionist movements who own who themselves owned slaves. Um and didn't free them for various reasons. But some of them are just like uh, like for instance, um uh like in in hockey, for instance, this is going to sound like a weird tangent, but I promise you, it's related. In hockey, um, it's easier to play uh, without a helmet, but you're obviously you're much more prone to injuries. Mm-hmm. So there was a period in professional hockey where some people wore helmets and some people didn't, and the people who didn't wear helmets scored more often and were better players, but they kept on getting injured and you could say to them like hey you should wear a helmet because that's going to protect you but they say well then i can't compete though at the same level so it was better for everybody that they just made a rule where okay everybody has to wear helmets now so now Mm. the playing now the playing field is equal but everybody's safer well why did the people without the helmet score more often because they have better field because you have you have it's 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 you don't have the weight. You don't have it like blocking your vision potentially. You don't have it moving around on you. Like you just your head's on a swivel. On a swivel, you can turn faster. It's just you know. And when you're talking about professional sports, something like that is like a you, even the tiniest little edge yeah, can yeah, can help sure. you, right? Yeah. And and the same same thing applies with like um in in the NFL. You know, now there's some other stuff where it's like having a helmet in the NFL might make people more cavalier and do harder hits. So that's a another confounding factor but the premise is premise is basically like sometimes there are people who benefit from a dangerous or unjust thing who wish that it wasn't that way it's the same thing with like uh you know people who people who complain about slave labor in china but then have like a cell phone made with slave labor from from China, right? And it's like, well, I, I wish there was an option. I wish there was another option. I wish that I wish that wasn't allowed and I'd I'd happily pay the extra money for a non slave labor phone, but that's not even an option right now. Yeah, because I'm just like, yo, how much would this motherfucker cost without slaves? I'm like <laughs> these motherfuckers up the fourteen Pro Max eleven hundred dollars with that's with slaves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That motherfucker be five thousand dollars if they if they pay people fairly. That's what's crazy. Oh man, um, I don't even know if it would be that much more expensive. I think they just would make they would just have less less less, uh, less profit. Yeah, 
They would have, they would have to make less profit. That's the problem. That's that's why like um that's that's what's always funny when they talk about, you know, raising the minimum wage for like restaurant workers or whatever. And people are like, then your then your uh then your hamburger is gonna cost fifty dollars. No, it's not. No, it's not. McDonald's hamburger is never gonna cost fifty dollars. Because there are places where McDonald's does have to pay a higher minimum wage and a uh, che- a cheeseburger costs just as much as it does everywhere else. Um, well, that's the, I guess that yeah, that is always their argument that, that it's gonna. God damn it! I don't know why I did that. I just unplugged my mic out of habit. Get away from me. <clears throat> yeah, I think that uh, that is always their excuse that there there isn't gonna be a uh, that if they pay people fairly, you know, hamburger is gonna be forty five dollars. He was, oh, yep, enjoy your enjoy your fifty dollar hamburger. I don't know. I, I don't think people. I don't think people would pay a, pay pay fifty dollars for a hamburger. No, you know. But the reality is just that there are places where people do make fifteen dollars an hour, twenty dollars an hour to work at a McDonald's. It's just in other you know in other states yeah. or other countries, and the hamburger still costs four dollars or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, God forbid, God forbid, you know, the billionaire make that's the thing, I don't think I'm ever gonna feel sorry for a billionaire. Which is the only reason I feel sorry for a billionaire. Cause I feel like there's only so many people they can really complain to. Cause everybody deserves everybody has has the right to like bitch and moan and vent. Yeah, sure. But, but you can't vent to somebody that has less than you. You know? It's just not. It's just not it's just not gonna work. You, you know? can pay somebody to listen. Oh, any, yeah. If any billionaires are listening and they want they they need a friendly ear, then I charge yeah. one thousand like, dollars an hour. I remember the, I remember the, the last time I was on a jet. You know, something went wrong, and the only people I could complain to about it was the people that was on that jet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like if, if I got off the if I got off the plane and called my mom, it was like hey, you won't believe it. This private jet was forty five minutes late. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right, right, right. Nigga, you was on a jet. It it, it wasn't mine, but yeah, it's that kind of thing. It's like it's like the more the higher up you go, the less you can, the less you people you can really. And and again, this is the only sympathy I really, really have for people that are that rich is that they really can't complain to nobody. They can't really get anything off their chest. You know, maybe so. Maybe you know, does Elon have to have another billionaire? No, because he hates Jeff Bezos. That's the only other nigga he can complain to. And they hate each other. We need to get these motherfuckers in the well, room. That's why he complains on. That's why he complains on Twitter. That's why he complains on Twitter. Yep, we need to get this. We need to get him and Jeff Bezos to reconcile, so they can fucking soothe each other's, you know, assuage each other's egos. But uh, to to answer Ryan's question, I I do think that I think that you can start lower class, like socioeconomically, and you can. You know, win that lottery, have a certain talent, do something, you know, whatever, and 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 make some money. And I think um, that's rarer than people assume it is in this country. I think mobility is pretty limited in this country, but it does exist. Upward I think mobility. That, what's that? Upward mobility. Yeah, upward mobility. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and you know, and it's, sh- it's shades of gray. I mean, look, per- look, perhaps you can. Put your, you can get, you know, it's like, think about it like climbing a ladder. You know, you're climbing a ladder to the roof, right? 
and it's like you could take a couple steps off the ground. If you started out on the ground, you could take some, you could take a couple steps off the ground. But is that really you moving up? Man, I don't know. I know one thing. You ain't never going to be on the motherfucking roof. You know what right. I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. The people on the roof ain't on the ladder. They, they greasing the ladder up, and their whole goal is to make sure you never get up there. Yeah, they kick that ladder down. Yeah, so I so I think... <clears throat> I think I think a little bit of movement, you know, between the bottom ranks, is 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 by design, is to give you the illusion that it's possible, so you don't complain about your circumstances. Yeah, you know? no, I mean it's and and it's also to build up the myth about them having earned their way onto the roof. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's certainly possible. You know, I, I, from off the top of my head, the only the only people I know that started out poor. That have moved up a class are 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 artists and athletes. Yes, and and again, that's only possible if you're that's only possible if you're willing to go into debt or make someone else way richer than you're going to get. Right, you know what I'm saying? It's like LeBron James has made he's probably made more money than any other basketball player that's ever lived, but the owners of all those teams he played for they made way more money than that. Off of him, and the owners of Adidas and Nike, yeah, and, and Adidas, and Nike, and 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 and, and maybe now Jay Z is just starting to make more money off being Jay Z than everyone else did. Well, so and that that was that's who I thought of when I was like thinking about the second part of Ryan's question, which is because I do think that you can distinguish between cultural class identity versus socioeconomic status. Right, obviously, Jay Z. He's a billionaire, right? Mm-hmm. He's a billionaire. Yeah. Um, he went from slinging crack to being a billionaire. So he definitely achieved socioeconomic status. Right. The question is, does that change his cultural membership in a certain class? Because it doesn't change where he came from. But when you read interviews with him now where he's like taken on the mantle of capitalist, Right, yeah, he yeah, thinks like a rich person now. You know what, though, he, I think he th- he thinks like a rich person because he is like he he thinks about himself, and mm-hmm. he is rich, right? Yeah. So I don't think that makes him a class trait because that's not the same thing to me as like poor people that worship rich people. But if you're a rich person that you got and you got rich off capitalism and you think that's fine, I I understand that. But <clears throat> he doesn't think like a rich kid. You know what I mean, right? Like, because I think that's the distinction that Ryan's making is it's like being His kids well though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Being born rich is a whole other thing because I don't think he'll ever. He he may think like a rich person in terms of he is interested in what's profitable for him, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's ever. I don't think he ever is going to forget. Um, or or lose his appreciation for people that are struggling. You know, I yeah, don't like. I don't, I don't think true. that ever. I don't think that ever really leaves your bones. You may have to be reminded of it from time to time. I mean, it's 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 similar to like you know, I'm an atheist, but I was raised Catholic, and even though I don't really have, I don't retain any of the beliefs of Catholicism that I was raised with. There are still like some aspects of my psychology that remain influenced 
You by mean that like if you, like if you like if you hear if you hear like a stray Latin phrase, you'll just you'll like kneel and stand. Or yeah, exactly. No, no, yeah. it's like uh, it's like no, but uh, you know, um, you know, in therapy and stuff, I talk a lot about like guilt, guilt that I feel like sort of existential guilt that I feel, and that concept was definitely sort of beat into me, not literally, but in, you know, uh, psychologically beat into me as a kid because. Catholicism has a it deals a lot with guilt, and they t- constantly fucking think about guilt and sin and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So even though I've like intellectually left that stuff behind, that still emotionally has effects on me. And I think there's probably something similar for somebody who starts lower class or middle class and moves into yeah. the upper class or you know the what? upper upper class. Can I can I use a military analogy here? Can I make this analogous to yeah. the military? So there's a the class difference in the military is very it's well defined but there's the enlisted and the officers right and enlisted mm-hmm. people are you know they don't have a college education they're the lower ranks you know so so on and so forth and and officers are have a degree and they're commissioned by congress and all that stuff and there's a big divide right but then there are these people called warrant officers and they are people that started off enlisted and moved into officer, or some people start off enlisted, fin- you know, finish college, and then become a, an officer. And they call them they call them mustangs. So they have they, there's a distinction there. But the point is, usually it's like usually if you get if you get a lieutenant or a captain, they you know they have just as much they have less experience than. So a, a, in the Marine Corps, a lieutenant or a captain would be like an O an O one through a I mean I'm sorry O two or O three, but an enlisted person can be like an E five or E six. They and so it's like technically they outrank you, but they don't have as much experience as you. But but you but you meet a lieutenant that's a Mustang or a captain that's a Mustang, and it's like they've got 15 years of experience, and it's a whole other thing. They don't and they don't approach things the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they still they, they they still behave. They behave like an officer, but their but their decisions are are still informed by their experiences as not being an officer. So it's like, and that's why we, that's why they have a separate name. That's why we, you know, I mean, it's not official. No, like they're not officially called mustangs, right. but that's just what Apparently everybody calls they're them. Called temporary gentlemen in the British Armed Services. Right or some shit like that, but it's like my. But well, my it's point like, is, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, uh, a domesticated wolf dog, right? Still, right. Looks acts like a dog, but there's still that wolf in it. Yeah. So my, my so my, my programming. My, my point is just that yeah, you can. That's a good analogy. I like it. Yeah, you can. You can get. You can. You can temporarily forget where you came from, but it's always right there. And the slightest reminder will snap you back out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, 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 you know, you, you, I've been in situations like this um, in recent times, where it's like I'm, I'm in some situation with some people that, you know, came from money, like were born with money, and and like, and I'm enjoying the luxury of it. And, and then, but, but, but. It, Every once in a while, it just hits me. And I'm like, "This is fucking stupid. This is ridiculous." You know what I mean? It's yeah. just part of me that's like, "Who the fuck? Why are we? What is this about?" And and I don't think that's ever going to leave. Now, is that you know, I'm 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 a small sample size, and I'm also a comedian, so maybe that that might also be part of it. The way my brain works, but I think most people are like that. Most people won't forget. I mean, look at Cardi B. Cardi B, rich. 
she, she that bitch ain't gonna never stop thinking like like a hood bitch ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? No matter how right. much money she got, she always gonna be the same person. So you know, you know, that's that's the thing, man. Money doesn't change you. It reveals what was there to begin with. It. it it just enhances whatever you already were. If you were if you were a poor piece of shit, you're gonna be a rich piece of shit. You know what I mean? It, it, but it, that's what I was thinking. But if you're born rich, what even are you? I see. I feel bad for those kids too. To be born rich must be it's it's a gift and a curse. It's like you ain't never got a you ain't never gonna have a money problem, but you ain't gonna know how to deal with none of your other problems. Right. That's what that's gonna that's ooh that's tough. Because usually when you're that rich, you have parents that don't have time to really be your parent. So now you're being yeah. raised by, like, nannies and you're going to school with these other rich kids and richer kids. And you don't have a concept of, like, earning things. You think everything is just yours. I don't know, I mean, man. The, the, most, the most fucked up people that I know are either grew up really rich or really poor. Either they were really poor, so they have a lot of trauma and mental health issues and stuff from that. And so that's why they're fucked up or they're rich and they just grew up in a sort of alien experience, you know, experience that was alien to the rest of the world. And they just don't really know how to navigate on their own. The best experience would be to be born rich, lose everything early, like go from fucking living in a mansion to living in a homeless shelter and then get rich again on your own. Yeah, climb out of the fucking pits of financial hell and be be better, and then give it all away. That's yeah, and then give it all away because that no, I don't, I don't know because because uh, again, that's the other thing, man. None of us really know how we would behave with that kind of money. Maybe deep deep down within you, Rob, there's an asshole that will that if you had if you had a billion dollars or. Or, or, or let's just take it away from money. Let's just say you had you had unlimited power. Remember our old thought experiment mm-hmm. experiment about if you could be if if you know if aliens decided to, to to appoint someone god of earth or representative of earth and whether it would be you or some random person. Mm-hmm. Right? And obviously the smart answer is me, right? Or I mean you or me, right? So I mean if the question were posed to you the smart answer is yourself. Sure. But say you get that unlimited power. There's no consequences for any of your actions. And you can do whatever you want to do. Who's to say you won't become a tyrant, Rob? I know. It's a Superman problem. Yeah. Cause it, because it, it it does get to a point where like a certain amount of money is power. A certain amount of money and it just turns into power. Yeah, they're where, fungible. Where, yeah, where it's like where like the amount stops mattering. And it's just you're just in a class of people that can do whatever they want. You you know right. you 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 still you know because because listen I'm 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 friends with some millionaires I, I've only met one billionaire and it's not who you would think it is but most of the, most of the rich people I know are millionaires and like even they ain't they ain't that you know what I'm saying it's it's, they it's like what? they're not the people they're not the people to which like the rules and the laws just simply don't apply like like these people could still go to prison. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a certain level of wealth. Like, you ain't never going to prison. It don't matter what the fuck you did. You don't need a passport, motherfucker. You ain't checking bags. You ain't, 
um, you know, you getting pulled over, you ain't going to jail, you ain't getting no, t- you got to do drunk driving, you ain't getting the DUI. It's that kind of shit. Where it's like, right? Where it's like, where it's literally where it starts being where, where you you get treated just like the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they and they might even, you know, like when you when you on when you on goddamn Jeff Bezos level, and it's like, and Congress subpoena you, and you just go, nah, I'm, I'm good. good. That kind of, that level, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's, it, yeah, it's like it's like if Congress subpoena Joe Rogan, his ass got to go, right? Yeah, if, if Congress subpoena Elon Musk, he might he he might think about it. He might send some send a representative, but he ain't going, right? And he sh- and ain't gonna be no penalty for that. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, absolutely not. You need to come Where's before Congress. Well, what happens if I don't? Well, we'll we'll be mad about it. Yeah, you know what we gonna do? We gonna all write a letter. Uh, what's the word they like to say? Censure. We gonna censure, censure. you. We we're gonna, gonna censure you. We gonna all write a, a strong. That's just that's just Congress writing a strongly worded letter. It's the that's how you know this country was founded by white people. That's 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 such a white person solution to things. I'm gonna write a letter that's going it's gonna be scathing. <laughs> like fuck that. Why doesn't Congress have like people they can like people they can send to get you like officers? Do they have? Why don't they have the U.S. Marshals? Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. They can. They can I mean, they, they do. Can. They have like a sergeant at arms or some shit, right? But that yeah, that ain't real. That, that ain't real shit. That's like a job you give to, to like an old per, an old friend. Because it's just a job they don't really got to do right. nothing. Yeah, when the last time they, they, they can they can also issue arrest warrants for you if you're found in contempt of Congress. Right, right, right. But when the last time the sergeant at arms got busy? When the last time you uh, heard of, of the sergeant January at arms 6th. kicking? It? Did he? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you read about that motherfucker? Yeah, I remember that. Was that the dude? Did he? Did he shoot that one lady in the head? That was crazy. <laughs> he's so, he's so that was crazy. He was like, "I've been waiting for this for some action." <laughs> if I just look up Sergeant at Arms. Oh yeah, who Congress, knows? Jan six. <sighs> no, I don't know if I don't think it was literally the Sergeant at Arms that shot that lady. I mean, they have like federal cops or whatever that. But even that, like getting 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 put at Congress is such a cush job. You ain't really got to do. That's why they got caught off guard. That's the thing they don't want to talk about. Is those are just cushy jobs. It's it's like those it's yeah. like those niggas that stand outside the um, the castle in England and they can't move. Oh, the those ain't the real guards, motherfucker. That's just there for tourists. The, no, the real, real guards are up is, in the trees with sniper rifles. Yeah, these motherfuckers are disguised as, as like fig newtons or some shit, and they <laughs> and and they have paramilitary like they gonna t- they gonna saw your fucking head off. Those guards out there ain't about shit. They got muskets. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> they just out there like the, the the guards at our capital are just for show. They don't they need a fucking hit squad that's in the basement that's ready at all times. There's no way like because. Ideally, if January six, when January six happened, it's supposed it's supposed to be some it's supposed to be a group of people in that building with weaponry that's so scary because that's the whole point of you ever heard of like um you hear people call it tactical where they yeah. have all this stuff that looks they call it military grade and it looks tactical and all this the, but the purpose of of the scary looking cool looking equipment is that you're supposed to show up and be such an intimidating presence you're supposed to have a gun that when you crack that motherfucker the crowd go oh yeah we don't want none of this. Right. You know, and it wasn't it wasn't nothing but pistols in that motherfucker. It was nothing but pistols in the United States Congress. They deserved that shit. It wasn't it wasn't a shotgun in the whole motherfucker. It's supposed to, somebody supposed to come out that thing with a cannon that's supposed to shut the whole parade down. 
right. out of Congress, the U.S. Congress? Dog, you, you, you know, look, run up in the White House like that. You ain't leaving about that motherfucker with all your pieces. No. So why is the U.S. Congress so unprotected? That's crazy to me. Oh, okay, you know what? He got caught sleeping. He got caught sleeping. He got caught sleeping. Sergeant of Arms got some action. Everybody went that, to jail except the politicians. Dead, by the way. Huh? He died in in June, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it was over grief because he, he shot a white lady. It was like <laughs> his, co- his cop DNA was like, I can't compute or whatever. Um, um, okay, I think we I think that's enough to end the podcast. Hey, listen, if you yeah, have any yeah. questions, comments, concerns, please email me at bswithbrownsmith at gmail.com. I recently got on TikTok. You can, um, my, you know, my upcoming dates are being posted daily. We're working out the new year to, uh, 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 we're working out the New Year's December 2023 uh, tour schedule, but so far we got Scottsdale, Arizona, um, uh, Phoenix, uh, Burlington, Vermont. I'm coming to Colorado Springs. I'm coming to Boca Raton. All next year, If uh, click on the, the link in my socials for bio or go to brownsomescomedy.com, and if the link isn't there already, it will be there shortly. If you heard your hometown, if you want me to come to your town, just email me to town. You know, but that's probably not going to work. Um, but I, I love to hear that when you want me to come. But, uh, yeah, click on those things. Shout out to Arizona Ice Tea for sending me the swag bag. Yeah. Send me the Arnold Palmer. They sent me some gummies. Um, that's Yeah, and that's that's pretty cool. You got anything to plug, Rob? Uh, yeah, Apocalypse Soon with Eddie Pepitone and Kevin Tinkin. Uh, check that out, you know, everywhere. And then also uh, Josh Potter Show. Every week, Josh Potter show right. new new episodes drops uh, every Tuesday. Anything to plug, Josh? Uh, ComedyFrequency.com. dot uh, Time to be doing that bullshit. Bullshit. Sweet. I'll see y'all next week. Peace. That's a good news.